0: we're here we're queer and we're already changing the world welcome to the queer change makers podcast where each episode we will have a conversation with an lgbtq change maker someone who is out there taking action in the world to make our community and the world a better place welcome to this episode of queer change makers today i have daniel benjamin and i'd like you just to give a short introduction about yourself.
1: Hello, everybody. Yeah, Daniel Benjamin from Queens, New York. And uh, what am I doing here? I am, uh, I I stepped into being a pageant queen, which is absolutely crazy. Uh, Back in June, I won Mr. Fire Island Bear 2023. And it's been such a crazy trip ever then, uh, stepping into my leadership in this role. And I'm glad to be here with you, Justin.
0: Awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad to have you here. A little background: I met Daniel in a networking co-op online, and every week we have like a LGBTQ plus and plus allies uh, group <clears throat> where entrepreneurs sort of get together, share what's going on, connect, network, and you know, just have a good time. Oh um, yeah,
1: it's absolutely amazing. It's phenomenal. I highly recommend. If there's a business, if you're business oriented, if you're an entrepreneur, which I happen to be uh, when I'm not winning pageants. Um, yeah, I highly recommend that uh, HMP is pretty awesome. Pretty awesome.
0: Awesome. So let's talk about this pageant. I see your sash. For um, for those who are listening, um, it is a I think it's a leather sash that says Fire Island Bear that goes completely around you. Um, I can't wait to see you in person one day and see what that sash is like in person in the real world. Um, I
1: heard it gets to be rubbed for good luck. If you want good luck, you rub on it and and you get good luck.
0: Maybe I'll be up there for the holidays visiting family <laughs> and then I I can I can rub that sash and go into twenty twenty four with uh. Some good luck, but um, how did you with how did you get this sash? What what does it mean? Uh, you want to share that story?
1: Yeah, I mean, so it all started where most things start, uh, being a voyeur. <laughs> but what do I mean by being a voyeur? Like, I actually went to the year prior. I went to uh, Bear Weekend on Fire Island. I it was. I almost missed it. Uh, however, I I managed to get accommodations. And I stayed for that weekend, and it was amazing. Uh, but the piece de resistance was the competition itself. So the competition, I was there, and I was watching at the time uh, Tony Randall, who was last year's winner, win on stage and do what he needed to do to get the win. And I was like, you know what? That's for me. I would love to do this. And it kind of faded in the background as as winter approached and all that. But then I started thinking again, okay, I'm going to be doing... Uh, bear weekend again on fire island and so i i registered for bear weekend i got my vip tickets i got all of that i did that and then i saw the the link over there for if you want to compete so i i got into that competing mode and i just did it and after i registered i got the information that i needed to do uh the itinerary what i needed to learn all the uh (laughs) there was a bunch of stuff so Mm. um there's the competition there's an interview that happens uh the day before the competition there's a schmoozing up to a bunch of other people connecting uh there's so much involved in that there's um uh lip syncing for your life you got (laughs) to Uh, uh, not to take the power out of RuPaul but like I did have to actually lip-sync I had to learn seven different songs because I would be called on any one of them to lip-sync so there was a lot involved into it and it tested me Uh, it tested me in here uh, Mm -hmm. it tested me in here in terms of what do I want to bring and what do I get to bring to the stage and uh, so yeah I mean that that basically sums it up Uh, but that was just the beginning then this this whole entire journey has been pretty
0: cool. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so when you say it tested you in, in your head and he tested you in your heart, just because we're, uh, this might be audio only. Can you share more about that? Because um, I think last time we talked, you mentioned how you approached that weekend and what you did to win. You want to share a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So my brain part of me said, okay, you got to get prepared. You got to be top-notch. You get to do everything that you can do to outshine everybody else. Because if I was going to do this, I wasn't going to do it half-assed, right? So I was um, working on strategy in terms of that. And that was the brain. That was the thinking part. The hard part was connecting emotionally and then bringing that out to other people. So I knew coming in that I would bring all the crossroads of my life. So who am I, right? Uh, This goes to the the beginning of who is Daniel Benjamin other than Mr. Fire Island Bear or Mr. Fire Island Bear contestant, right? Um, Born and raised in Queens, New York, lived here most of my life, um, born to a Jewish family um, with Middle Eastern background. Uh, Jews were in the diaspora as as many people may know. So I have Iraqi, Iranian, Polish roots, all in all that make up my DNA. So uh, I was looking in terms of who I am as a gay, Jewish, bear, chub, in those categories, looking what I can bring to the stage. So my props, part of the the, the, the clothing uh, change that I had to do and all that involved elements of me being Jewish. Now it's kind of we live in a world where you don't know what other people think. Right. And so I got up there with, with vulnerability because that to me is I think a strength in a human being is their ability to be vulnerable. So I got in with all those things that make up who I am. Um, So adding that, adding to my story for people to know my bio that um, that I've been HIV positive and undetectable for years um letting people know what that journey meant to me all of those things I put in and that all all of that came from the heart Mm -hmm. and I just brought it there brought it there on stage and I made it about the people who I was talking to so it wasn't about me it was about a story that I told for other people to get the story right um I think, uh, in in essence, mastery of of how you do things is explaining to people with the, or, or I get, I guess, carrying the story with the ability for other people to understand and get exactly what you're what you're talking about. So as long as I brought myself in a clear form and uh, and that was all of me, that was that was where I was going at. So my heart and my head.
0: Awesome, awesome. So, like, with the competition itself, a couple quick questions. Uh, in terms of the lip sync, right? Like, what was your favorite songs? How did that go? Um, who were some of the other people on stage with you? And uh, I see you laughing. So, I'd love to hear oh, yeah. that story that made you laugh.
1: So definitely. So, out of the seven songs, the hardest one was the one that I was going to talk about because, gee golly, right? The hardest song was exactly what I got, the oh. which was "How Many Licks" my Little Kim. So if anybody knows that song, that's a hard song to lip-sync to. That's a mm-hmm. hard song to remember, to, to pronunciate, and to get all that energy and all that. So that I did that song. I did also Let's Get Loud by Jennifer Lopez. Uh, that was another song that I was called upon to do. Um, and there were other songs that were also involved. But those two songs were the songs that I was called on. And Let's Get Loud, I was actually competing one of my competitors uh, was a former drag queen right his past career was being a drag queen and a current go-go dancer
0: mm-hmm. And mm-hmm.
1: with and, and Latino with absolutely the best charisma you can find on the stage and that forced me to go all out that forced me to flail around like, uh, like, like one of those car salesmen—the, the, the, uh, you know, the uh, the inflatable whaling tube men, right? That forced me to go all out and bring out all my energy. It's crazy. It's crazy to fathom what a person can do when they actually go all out, when they actually stretch themselves to what they think is a hundred percent, and then go an extra ten percent. And that's what I felt I went through.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. And yeah, I think, I think being in certain positions and passing your comfort zone or seeing your comfort zone helps you expand and grow. And uh, so I take it you, did you win that lip sync between you and the, and the other person?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. So um, uh, it boiled down to me and him. And we were a competition of five of us Mm -hmm. and it boiled down to me and him. And then after I had won that, here came the curveball. So the drag queen on stage, who was our uh MC for the night, she got up and said, Okay, so now there's a bonus round. There's a lightning bonus round. And I was like, What? This wasn't in the itinerary. Like, wait, what's going on over here? So she gave me an option. I, for an extra 20 points with the judges. Or actually, this would be all or nothing. So I could, if I win, I get an extra 20 points. If not, I lose the points that I got from before.
0: Right. So
1: all or nothing. So it's like all on the line. However, my commitment was set in stone that I would do this because it was going to be what the, um, what the audience wanted, right? So I pointed out to the audience and say, hey, what do you want? But this was the option that she gave me. She gave me, I can lip sync against her. Oh. I could lip sync against Danny J, who was the host of the of, of Bear Weekend, uh, who was also a gogo dancer and quite freaking good at it. If you ever see him on Instagram, he's amazing. Um, and or against a mystery uh person to do that against, like a the mystery person. So from those choices, and all that I said, who would who would you want to the Uh, to the crowd, and they said the mystery person, right? They went for that, hook, line, and sinker. It turned out to be Danny J. It was just a ruse. But what he did was he took off, he ripped out all of his clothes. His clothes were like ready to be ripped off, and he was in a blue unitar with red fringes. And I'm like, holy smokes, what do I do now? This guy is outstaging me. So uh, the song that came up was a song that wasn't part of the seven that I learned, which was I'm a Barbie girl. Hmm. so I got playful with that too and I went all the way and uh, surprise surprise that people chose me which I was I was stunned I was stunned because I know Danny like his reputation precedes him and uh, he is definitely a career dancer by his own right and what he does and the fact that I just went all out for it I don't know if I can recreate recreate that again. I know I have it in me. Um, But however, it's, it's just like one of those moments where it's it's just a super moment.
0: So awesome. Yeah, rising to the, rising to the challenge. And I think what you were saying earlier about, you know, connecting with the audience, bringing your heart in there. You mentioned being playful. Um, Some of those words resonate heavily with me. So I'm like, okay, that, that makes sense. And sometimes, you know, I think what really connects is that vulnerability and that just, I'm just being me, and you know, people can see that energy that you bring to something, uh, that joy, that that excitement, even when you're talking about it. As I look at your face, you know that translates, that shows out there. So as I think about that, you ended up winning. Congrats, congrats. Um, and that was in June. So what what does it mean to be Mr. Fire Island Bear? What is how long do you have the crown? What what are what are you doing with uh this new platform of yours?
1: Well, the crown will be always and forever because I'm stamped as 2023. I'm I'm in a line of uh, of people since 2015, I believe, and uh, um, I think one of the sobering things is, unfortunately, the very first person to to had won Mr. Fire Island Bear um, had earlier in in that month uh, i believe or the month prior had passed away and that was the first person in a line of uh of of this organization to to had you know uh pass away and it was uh we had a special moment of silence for him and i can tell how the room was and how uh, and and i can gauge at that point the, the sadness for what had happened, but also the community and and the seriousness of what that was. So I kind of did not know the honor of, of what would be hold on to me as winner of Mr. Fire Island Bear. Um, yeah, competition is a competition. I can compete in anything and anybody can compete and win in anything. Um, but the distinction that I, brought from this is leaving a legacy. Get to leave a legacy for, for others to come. Uh, next year, I'm going to be a judge. I'm going to be in the community. I'm going to be serving. I'm going to be bringing myself and what it is for me to be a bear in the bear community and all my uh, uh, all my crossroads so that people know that there's co- there hasn't been a single winner in the past few winners since 2015, there hasn't been a single winner who's been exactly at the same crossroads that I am being gay, Jewish, Sparty, um, uh, Ashkenazi mix, uh, from all, all, all these different backgrounds and these different persuasions. And being visible, being out there, being open, can invite the next person who's a little bit like me and a lot not like me. And is exactly what's needed in the community for another person to show up to bring another perspective, and I think that's I think that's what I can author.
0: Earlier, you you mentioned to me that with with this platform, uh, you mentioned that you were in a magazine, you had a interview, um, as well as you're putting on an event. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah wow. definitely.
1: Uh, people can find me on Bear World Magazine. Um, I am now, I guess, international that way. Um, so yeah, BearWorld Magazine is a great place to find a lot of stuff. Uh, just really, really good information about people in the community making a difference. And I was featured in there. I was lucky enough to do that. Uh, I didn't have any professional photographer helping me out with the pictures and all that so I got my I got my brother to come in and do it ad hoc for me and I think he did a phenomenal job and yeah that, that was pretty fun uh so there with with every winner there comes you know there come prizes so the sash is one of them right uh mm-hmm. being featured on Bear world magazine is another and uh a cash prize which is always awesome um uh, if if I practice what I preach in my business, I'll tell people to go and save. So I save my money. Um, and uh, uh, also a another gift certificate uh, for some uh, strap wear and some pretty cool stuff that makes me look extra awesomely sexy, more sexy than I feel. Um, and uh, also the, the ability to have this platform to choose a charity or a cause that is something of that speaks to me of my own and with everything that's been going on since october 7th uh, i chose to put some time and energy and and funds and sponsoring into uh, the anti-defamation league which for anybody who knows the anti-defamation league or has contributed and has gotten uh word uh, reply back from the Anti-Defamation League know that, uh, that they're committed to stopping hate in its tracks. And uh, it's very easy to get political about stuff like going into, uh, is this tied to Israel or is this tied to relationships between Israel and Gaza or Israel and, and United States and all of that. It has nothing to do with that. All of this is crazy what's going on in this world right now. As we're, as we're recording, there's a war raging on and nobody, nobody with any morals in their world, would in this world would want to see things like that happen. And, and everybody's praying for peace, including me. And the peace also that I'm looking for is peace here in the United States. I'm looking to know that I can walk down the streets just as I want to walk down the streets being comfortable and open as being a gay man. I wanna walk around the streets comfortable and open as being a Jewish person. And uh, and I want people who are Muslim to walk around without Islamophobia in this world. And I want so much in this world. So I took this one platform just as, as a as a nudge towards where I want to go. And that is for everybody to be respected and for everybody have dignity to walk around in this world. There's so much fighting in this world and it gets to end.
0: Yeah. I. Appreciate you saying that, and you know, taking steps to help support, especially some of these bigger organizations that have been doing this type of work for all types of communities. Um, yeah, so I'm 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 happy. Sadly, I can't I can't attend this fundraiser that you're doing, but would uh, do you want to share a little bit about what it is, where it where it's at, and when?
1: Yeah, and you will be missed. You will be missed, Justin. Um, so yeah, it's, it's taking place in New York city, uh, at a bar called rock bar, uh, on November 12th at between four and seven thirty PM. There's going to be raffles. Uh, I'm going to be raffling off some stuff and all that. There's going to be a DJ. There's going to be go-go dancers and all that. It's very bar-esque. And here's the, here's the coolest thing. Here's a little bit of a surprise. I've never go-go danced in my life before. I've. Uh Done it a little bit like for like a song, but I've Mm -hmm. never professionally go-go danced, And I have stepped up to do something that I'll never do before, that I've never done before. may never, ever do again. And I will be one of the featured go-go dancers. So this is my go-go dancing debut. I will be in it to win it. All proceeds, no matter where it's put, (laughs) no matter where it's put, all proceeds are going to go to the Anti-Defamation League.
0: Awesome. That sounds that sounds quite uh, uh, amazing, and I and I'm sure, just like how you showed up to the Mister Bearfire Island uh, competition, uh, you will you will bring that same energy into your go go dancing experience. Uh, and now I'm even more sad that I can't make it. But uh, <laughs> you know, you may maybe it'll go so well you do another one uh, next in the spring. Maybe uh, sounds fair. It sounds awesome. It sounds awesome. Okay, you might have touched on it a little bit, but a different question is: when you think about the queer community right now, where we are, twenty twenty three, November, um, what is a vision you have for the, you know, the next step? What's something that you'd like to see our community grow into or expand into?
1: most definitely and i've i've given this a bunch of thought way before i even knew i was going to be mr fire island bear to me in 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 my industry i've looked at where we are as a community in regards to our priority in term in the realm of finance Right in the kingdom, in the realm of finance, in in where we call where we have our money blueprint, how we succeed in life, what we do, and and the legacy we leave behind for ourselves financially, all of that. And so, I'm a financial coach. I teach people uh, all different kind of concepts and help people out with free game planning. Uh, in addition to the products and services that I provide. So my goal is to bring that education or use this platform to have a voice, just like I have right now with you, Justin, on this podcast, to be able to bring awareness to that, to let people know that you can figure out important numbers for yourself so that you don't make mistakes that, like my my dad had made in the past. Um, he's not where he wants to be because... No one ever told him how money works. No one ever explained to him little ideas and concepts. Uh, The idea of compounding interest is is actually foreign to him. So knowing that I can support people and help people within our community to understand these things, to get a better grasp, to, to hedge in the right direction, is absolutely worth its weight in gold because we lift ourselves up, you know, and a rising tide lifts all boats. And the more people know about this, the more that they can actually, you know, be able to retire in dignity. Um, If you ever saw that person who definitely should be retired and definitely should be well into retirement, but is working in IHOP, Mm -hmm. probably not because of their own volition, right. Or because they wanted to because they weren't taught exactly how to. And I want I want to know that people within our community can retire in dignity, can live off their money in dignity. Hey, listen, I won this title in Fire Island. I know so many people who come to Fire Island looking at the homes there and they say, that's for me, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. And if I can create a clear, concise mental picture, a goal for people to understand how to get there, that's... that to me is a legacy worth leaving.
0: Awesome, awesome. So, so your your vision is to help people sort of create that legacy, which I think is a word that you like to that you've used multiple times. You you want to create a legacy in terms of what Fire Island Bear can do, and also um, a legacy helping people create a financial legacy and a life that they love, um, and helping them reach those goals. That that is that is beautiful. Um,
1: hmm. Thank you.
0: So. How how did you get into that? How did you get into the financial industry the financial world? You've learned this information and, and been prepared to actually share and help and educate others.
1: Yeah. Well, I can tell you this. Uh, for anybody who thinks that nepotism is a really cool thing, when your dad owns a mom and pop shop, a pizzeria, and you're working to bust tables, nepotism doesn't sound all that great. So... um. I look for other opportunities after leaving, working for my dad. And um, I guess the story behind that was I remember taking out a life insurance policy with my dad's agent years ago because I heard on the radio while I was driving on, uh, I was listening to KTU, which is a local station. I guess now it's not that local because you can catch it on uh uh, streaming live anywhere, uh, but uh, they were saying, statistically speaking, that gay men don't think about getting life insurance. So I said to myself, I'm not going to be a statistic, or at least I'm going to be a statistic in the positive, and I'm going to get myself a policy. It just like you know stuck there in me. So I got a policy, and although be it expensive policy, I didn't know what I was doing. I was like 23. Five years later, I was diagnosed with HIV. Now I'm stuck with that policy that I have and uh because if anybody knows anything about underwriting for life insurance qualifying for life insurance a medical history like that you gotta stay with what you have because no other company will take you not even my own company that i represent will will provide a life insurance policy for me so a little tidbit there a nugget there if you're listening to this and you've mauled over life insurance i hope something that i'm telling you about creeps into your head and you get a policy before something happens because it's not just when you get older it's when you're healthier when you're healthier you get to lock something in so i got a policy but that same agent actually you know reached uh, reached out to me about a year or two later and said hey listen do you want to work with us and i was like okay no problem i'll try it that particular company i found out it turned out to be that i was just working under the thumb of a manager I did not want to be under that thumb. I've always wanted to be in a position where I get to work for myself, but not by myself. I just didn't know what to call it. And then I stumbled upon my company that I'm with right now. And I've been with the company for close to 11 years. In February, it'll be 11 years. So yeah, I just haven't looked back ever since.
0: Huh. like that work for myself, but not by myself that really resonates a lot with me too because I feel like someone in the entrepreneurial directions uh especially starting during the pandemic there's just a lot of I'm home behind my computer uh talking to people emailing people in different ways and like connecting and then there's like work that needs to be done and it's it can be a very uh it can feel isolating at times you can feel like I'm the only one doing this um and I think that's awesome that you found a way to both to connect those two dots. Um that's awesome. Um yeah,
1: when you plug into the right system, it's it means the world. Uh context, that system where you're in the context uh invites the content. And uh uh part of the content is me being super content and happy and 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 the ability to work with people on certain things that I have because the the structure is there. And that's missing in a lot of people's work environment. Um, I also happen to be a recruiter in my company. So I hire, train, and develop people to work with me. So I'm always conscious about that. I'm conscious about what other people's environments are, yeah, where they are, like, you know, and what they're looking for, seeing the dissonance there and helping them kind of like coaxing them in a way where they can see that there's something out there where there's support out there in terms of what they're looking for, where there's opportunity out there in terms of what they're looking for. And it's, 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 a, it's a good playground to be in because you get to figure people out. And so I love that other facet of my business.
0: Nice, nice. I do. I do think like at the end of the day, um, we're all people and I'm a, I'm a very community oriented person. So when it comes to seeing just the differences in people and the nuances and being like, oh, that is so that one person, like this makes no sense at all for anyone else, but for you, it it's seeing that alignment um is definitely like a like a beautiful thing, reminds me that. We're all human and and we all have a good story that that we'd like to share and that we should share so a question that i have is is when it comes to challenges um in life uh some struggles i think we all go through them we all have them and sometimes i think we just hopefully upgrade the struggle um yeah like some people it's like oh struggling to put food on the table and some people i'm struggling to like buy a new house and some people how do I, you know, buy this other business? And it's like same level, uh, same type of struggle, but different levels. Um, so, is there a a type of struggle that you've overcome, um, like a biggest, like what's the biggest struggle you've overcome, and like how how do you get through that?
1: Uh, the biggest struggle that I've overcome was my coming out of that other closet. So there's the coming out of the gay closet. And then there's coming out of the HIV positive closet, right? Letting people know uh, that there's this thing that I is a part of me, you know, this ailment that is under control, that is taken care of, that can be stigmatized and, but and also can be used as a teaching point. And it took. So if anything, if anybody can glean anything from me from this uh, entire uh, conversation on a subroutine is that I'm mindset-oriented, right? So I believe in mindset training. I actually have a mindset training that I do with my office every Friday um, and with, with my team and all that, when we dissect the book as how it applies to our business and, and our life in general, how you do anything is how you do everything. And uh, so it was a no-brainer for me when my friend recommended me to a non-for-profit community organization that's called Altru, Community for Altruistic Living. So um, that context, that environment, gave me the opportunity to explore what that would look like if I was completely vulnerable, completely vulnerable about myself, my status. About how people relate to me, I remember like it was yesterday. I remember vividly um, when I was when I was enrolled into the the community programs and stuff like that for my best friend. Uh, credibility helped, right? Uh, the fact that my best friend say, "Hey, you should do this." I I listened to him and I did that. However, realizing that I can talk about things out loud. And also realizing that sometimes my emotions aren't exactly what it translates out to be, right? Emotions aren't the reality. Um, uh, it, emotions are important and you get to listen, listen to them and they're telling you something, but they're not telling you the whole truth. They're not telling you the facts that are out there. Um, so for me, knowing that I can talk to people and I can be in this comfortable environment, allowed me then to talk to my core group of friends and allowed me to start that process of coming out as HIV positive. So that to me was very, very humbling. That to me was a very strong and poignant moment in my life that I still remember till today. I still remember the, the feedback that I had gotten from that, the concerns, the love, the well wishes, and the opportunity to to step into leadership, even if I didn't know that at the time. Um, My best friend, when I came out to him that I was HIV positive, a few months later, he had like a random encounter with some guy that he brought back home. And uh, he totally had a moment of, When the guy came out to him that he's HIV positive, that he knew and he accredited to me that he wouldn't have had had I not been there to just show him my life and just show him this is what it is. This is what it translates to undetectable equals untransmittable and um, and to just to be comfortable with that, he had a level of ease about him that made him not freak out, as so many people unfortunately do. And there's no right or wrong answer uh, to how a person feels because emotions aren't wrong or right. People make base their decisions on emotion and back them up with logic. Um, so, but that clarity that he had, made a huge difference. And that's when I knew just by being me, my full authentic self, that I'm able to push the needle in the right way for somebody. That is leadership.
0: Yeah, emotions don't tell the whole story, but in a way, neither do facts. And it's like all of these things together and, and having that space to sort of look at them right to to look at the emotions and to see why they're coming up um not to change them but to be like to understand them a little bit more just like looking at the facts to see okay here are different things that are happening in the real world that helps me understand more of what's going on um and i think probably most importantly like you were saying is knowing that i can talk about these things to people um because I do think that is that is definitely one of the challenges that I have. I have, yeah, it's definitely a challenge I have at times. It's, it's. <laughs> I can easily talk to you about certain things because of the context in which we've met and some of our previous conversations, but then you know, can I can I go talk to my best friend about some of the same things even though it's different? And I think at times that's some that's an area I'm still growing in, still growing in uh it it's <laughs> like literally last night okay i could just say a story why not um so I, ma- I made a hoodie for for this for the queer change podcast so it's got the little queer changemaker logo type thing um and i was wearing it out and a really good friend was like hey what's that queer <laughs> change makers what, 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 what is this and then Another entrepreneurial friend who was there, who I've had a number of conversations with, and just learning and sharing stories, um, was like, "That's his podcast. It's Justin's thing. He's been doing it for a while." And <laughs> it was weird. It was hard because it's like, well, this other person I met at, at the Equality Chamber. So you know, they get the idea of business and they're thinking about it that way. But with my other friends, it's like, "Oh, we don't want really to talk about that. Let's for more about fun and other types of things." Um, and I and I do realize that. I get to I get to grow in that way and share more with all the people because at the end of the day it's still me um, and I think it's good to see all the facets of who someone can be and even when you were talking and you talked about how you helped your friend um, have less stigma or maybe even no stigma towards someone who is the, who is HIV positive. Um, i think about all the different parts of yourself that you talked about and by you sharing your story each of those parts builds a bridge to like more understanding and connection um you know your article in bear world can be like um you know you're connecting to the bear community um the group that you're volunteer you're you're raising money for, the anti-defamation league, right? It's like all they do is help promote more peace, less hate, more how do we, how do we talk? How do we be in community? Um even with the finances, it's how do we help people grow? So that's it's just beautiful to see how you are practicing what you preach and, you know, inspiring others to keep moving forward. Um this is so great. This is so great. I'm trying to think of where to go next. Uh, but before we get into rapid fire types of things, um, I did want to ask about what you're doing towards the, um, yeah, I want to ask about your financial coaching. Um, I think before you said that there are ways that you can support people. Um, can you share specifically ways that you can support uh, people so that they can be able to reach out to you and know why
1: yeah well I think the educational part of me supporting people is something that's worth its weight in gold because I don't charge for that right the products and services that I do are things that you know that I would charge right for or that the company would charge for like if you get life insurance or investments or all of those things which people see seek after uh, the benefits that people take for granted at their nine to five jobs. Um, however, understanding how that works, understanding how to maximize that, understanding how not to make bad choices that are out there, uh, I think that is where the, the 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 help and support comes from. So, or it gets to come from, I should say. So what anybody can do is, and obviously I'll give you my uh, Information and where people can find me, but uh, just book some time with me. You know, if there's a time that aligns and we can sit down together on a Zoom, or if you're in the New York City, Greater New York City area and you want to see in person, then we can get to uh, together in person, and I can dedicate that time to help you understand important numbers. Wouldn't it be cool, Justin, if you knew how much money you need by the time you reach retirement to never have to go back to work? Yeah,
0: I think it's seven billion (laughs) dollars. I don't know where that number comes from, but it sounds give
1: or, take, like, give or take a decimal.
0: Give or sure, sure. I'll I can get rid of one decimal and still enjoy <laughs> that. Um.
1: Yeah. So I mean, like solving for x on that is absolutely important because imagine you reach retirement and you realize that you're a hundred thousand dollars short, even if it's just a hundred thousand dollars, which is nothing these days. Who's going back to work in his eighties? Yeah. Scary to think, right? Scary to, to contemplate. So being able to figure out those numbers, calculating for X on that, figuring out how much money do you need for in case there's a rainy day event, right? An emergency, like how much money is a rule of thumb that you would need for that. All those midterm goals, like the house that you may have wanted, or the car that you may want to get, or even the laptop that you wanted to purchase. If you have if we set that into a um, a clear date of when to get that and you make a game plan for that, that will arrive. Otherwise, it's just a wish, right? And so many things happen in life. Learning the distinctions between where to put money can also mean that you don't take money out of the wrong space, right? Heaven forbid you should ever take out money from your retirement bucket versus your emergency funds bucket. Right, if you need to pull out money for emergencies and emergencies happen, that's great. That's understandable, not great, but that's understandable, (laughs) right? Um, So knowing that you gotta separate the buckets and most people, they just have a savings account. They put their money in their savings account and say, this is where I draw this from, this is where I draw that from. But being able to separate the buckets, having a distinction between these different operations makes the difference between a person throwing a wrecking ball to their, their entire, um, entire, entire plan or succeeding. So that's great.
0: That's great. And I, I will definitely put your contact information in the show notes and maybe even your calendly. So if someone is interested in getting one of these, uh, financial needs analysis and learning a little bit more and connecting with you, um, they can be able to do that. In the show notes here um, i love that i love that because i i do think that on some level we are where everyone's doing the best they can and if there are ways you can increase someone's awareness increase someone's consciousness add some more education and good knowledge um now they're able to sort of do more you know to do to use that knowledge um, in in cool ways in cool
1: ways you know, so, the racehorse that wins the first prize can, only needs to be better by a nose. If I can help you be better by a nose, and it's a photo finish, and you win the $100,000 prize versus the $10,000 prize, that makes all the difference.
0: That's, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. And, and when it comes to finances, it's not a competition, you know? There's not only one Fire Island Bear. Uh, they may yeah. only have a Fire <laughs> Ale, Bear per year. But, yeah uh, no I
1: meant that metaphorically I meant that in 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 terms of you doing your best you can be one degree away from gold versus yeah. I don't know you're, you're
0: version of silver
1: or yeah or silver
0: yeah <laughs> um but cool cool okay and so with that with that so <sighs> we talked a little we talked a lot about uh being Fire Island Bear 2023 um being a financial coach and helping people just learn and educate with everything that's going on, the different things you're working with. um, If you had a magic wand, uh, what is one challenge that you're currently facing that you would love to have just solved?
1: That's a good question. You kind of got me stuck there. Hmm. Well, I guess the challenge is the global challenge. Uh, a wand, I would need a wand and uh, a wish from a genie, uh, but I would say uh, to create world peace. I here yeah, the pageant the, the pageant queen is saying create world peace. I, I, I sound yeah. like miscongeniality, but it's it's true. It's true. I would really love to have to, there to be a world where we can all live in dignity.
0: I think it's possible, especially if we start where we are. Right. Yeah. I mean,
1: I, I would pose this onto the to, to the people hearing this, and also to you, Justin. Um, my my thought on that is that people's hearts, no matter where they are, no matter where you are politically, uh, emotionally, socially, wherever you are, people's hearts get to be open to other people's hearts. I feel like I, I walk in, I walk on the streets of the busiest city in the world, and uh, Manhattan sometimes I'm like like six or seven train stops away from from Manhattan and people are on their phones people are with their heads down people are walking around like professional zombies and I don't see the connection and it's almost kind of weird when you make it when you lock eyes with somebody and all that and for me it's the ability to see somebody to know that the person is being seen to open up my heart to another person and uh so i think i think that's what's lacking is a world full of hearts that are open because if people's hearts were open if every single person's heart was open and people were open to love Mm. wars would go away right conflicts would be a thing of the of the past and uh yeah just open hearts awesome i
0: i really appreciate appreciate that i think it's true and like i was i was reading the untethered soul and then part two of that and it's like keep your heart open and the thing i hated about that book i hated it so much they build this up. It's like, okay, you got to keep your heart open. That's how you live. That's how you keep going. You'll be unattached. It'll be fun. It'll be awesome. Cool. Next page. Next page. So good. What do I do to keep it open? And it's like, don't close it. <laughs> like what, what? What? No, no, no. Oh, but what tools do I need? Right? Like, what am I supposed to do to keep my heart open? And I'm like, don't close it. When when someone says something that rubs you the wrong way, push against that. Like there's that internal thing where, you know, I have to close, I have to protect myself. It's like, no, don't do it. (laughs) Don't close. And I was like, this is not helpful. This is not the book I wanted. Uh, Right. I think, I feel like there's some PhD level answer of, of how to keep my heart open, of how to like show up and how to be vulnerable in, in all these places. But it turns out, (laughs) you know, there's a lot more.
1: There's, There's no magic bullet, it sounds to me like. Uh, I think it just sounds like consistency,
0: yeah, and and
1: consistency and vulnerability,
0: yeah, those are two hard muscles to build. (laughs) They're so, they're so hard. Um, but cool. Okay, so and you know
1: what? I'm I'm a bear type. I don't know if people are seeing me on, uh, or or you're just going to be hearing me. But if you see me, I'm I'm a bear type. I'm 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 a chub, so I got a lot of muscles to work on, and uh, those two sound like the easiest muscles.
0: Consistency and vulnerability. Okay, okay. I'm gonna have to. I may have to check out this community you joined. I think you said it was all true.
1: All uh, true. Yes, uh, yes. I highly recommend it. Obviously, I'm not their spokesman. Um, it's a great, it's a great community. Um, there, there are these distinctions that you learn along the way, um, and I think the, the coolest thing about it is that you get to make family, you get to make community as you go along, and it. There are things in life that where you want to get it from, say a five or a six to a ten. You can actually do that with the mindset, with the tools that you're given uh, in, in the trainings. And it's absolutely amazing. Now, the Altru, which stands for Community for Altruistic Living, um, it's in itself like what is the altruistic living? Uh, there's there's these different kind of um, uh, legacy projects that we do along the way. My legacy project during my cycle, during my uh, uh, participation was to help Harlem Grown, which is an organization that promotes teaching kids in Harlem how to grow fruits and vegetables and stuff like that. So that is, um, that is that was my legacy. Uh, I heard the legacy project that's currently going on is to bring uh, seven wells to a needed area in Africa where, uh, in the Congo specifically, where people are just being treated so, so brutally right now. Um, with, uh, with all the mining of the minerals and stuff that's going on, and all they're asking for is water. They're not asking to be saved. They're not asking uh, for for the world to step in. They're not asking what, like the stuff that's happening on a theatrical or grandiose stage in this, in this world that's ca- bringing so much attention, all they're asking for is water. So um, that legacy project that the current cycle is going through, uh, they're they're going to do some great stuff with that, and they're going to bring they're going to bring water to to that uh, village in the Congo.
0: Wow, okay, that's uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. It's it's something. It's good to know that there are lots of organizations that are just out there doing good things, helping the world be better. And it's also good to see, for me anyway, to 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 bring me back to being human um to bring me back to keeping my heart open is remembering some of those basics. It's like there's a community here that's like hey clean water right not about solving some of these big problems not about the typical politics that happens but just like clean water um i love a good simple message that reminds me that you know we all Need clean water. Uh, we all need water to live. We are mostly water, and um, that's beautiful. Um, okay. So we've talked about a lot of things. <laughs> Fire Island Bear um, Month, Bear Year, and you've got a fundraiser coming up in a few days, in the next week or in the next week or two. Uh, you've got uh, financial coaching to help people create the life of their dreams and fund it uh, and fund their life uh, for their dreams. Um, We talked about this altruistic um, living altru, how they're also doing amazing things. I I love how connected you are to just different things going on. Um, You shared about your journey and how being HIV positive has helped you, Connect with others and help others connect with others, um. And it's just another theme that that I really appreciate where this conversation has gone. Um. I I, I thank you so much for being here and it's rapid fire question time. Are you ready? Bring it on! All right. <clears throat> question one. Do you have a favorite joke or something you recently laughed at?
1: Um, no, I don't have a favorite joke only because I'm good with the quips. I'm good with uh, the puns the, and the dad jokes. And those things come at the spur of the moment. So no, I don't. But I, I, however, I will make people either laugh or roll their eyes.
0: That is that is fair. I, I do think the eye roll is sometimes even more like better than
1: than a laugh. It's the perfect punishment that I have for my best friends who can't stand me already. <laughs>
0: Perfect punishment. Um, (laughs) in case some people are a little bit slower. Um, okay. So with that, uh, what what is something that inspires you and why?
1: Uh, my mentor inspires me. I know that that's pretty obvious. Mentors, that's what they do. They inspire. Um, however, um. I guess one of the most accepting and loving and most powerful people that I have in my business in the context of my business is somebody I admire to and adhere to, um, on, on a daily basis, on a weekly basis. So yeah, he inspires me. Shout out David.
0: (laughs) Hey David. Thanks for what you're doing. Um, because yeah, I think as people share who inspires them, it, it allows all others to also be inspired and to be looking for that inspiration. So I think when you talked about keeping the heart open and like being open to people, it's it's hard to keep that happening. But every so often you see a story about someone else who did it and you're like, okay, okay. I'm not the only one doing this. It's we're, we're all in this together. Um, so that's beautiful that like your mentor inspires you so much. Um, okay. Do you have a favorite self-care routine?
1: Self-care. Ooh. Um, so uh, have you ever read the book, Five, The Five Love Languages? Yes. Okay, so um, being in your love language can actually be a self-care. So when I, acts of service to me is a way I fill up my cup, is a way I, I help people. And even when I'm feeling overwhelmed on that, it's just detaching a little bit, watching some comedy, laying down, relaxing. That's, that's pretty much it.
0: Cool. Do you have a favorite moment of 2023?
1: Oh, gee, <laughs> I wonder. Am Are I you, wearing uh, it on no, me no, too? No, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. Like, I, I that, have that. no clue. I mean, what is this sash thingy?
0: I don't know, but that sash is really, really big, <laughs> so. You know, uh,
1: size doesn't matter. It's how you use it.
0: That's fair. I, did I just
1: I, say that on a recording?
0: You did. You did. But also, I mean, the bigger it is, the more to the more to hold, the more to keep warm.
1: Exactly. And that, in essence, is the bear community. Yeah. Oh, oh.
0: And and for those who may or may not know, well, lies here. It's winter almost <laughs> in November. So you know, having having someone who's who can help keep you warm, I'm sure is a is a helpful. Uh, yeah.
1: I'll be dishing out extra hugs,
0: okay, yes, yes, yes and and if they show up to the fundraiser, they can you know dish dollars for a good cause, uh, yes,
1: yes. and and I made it a um a priority to make sure I hug everybody at the at the fundraiser. Aside from the money that you give, I just want to embrace you for for just being there and showing up and sponsoring on, on philosophically that word sponsoring right just to, to sponsor a better world. So I appreciate you.
0: That's that's awesome. That's awesome. And I and I guess we we don't know if you'll be in your go-go attire or if there's will be a costume change. But uh, I guess when people show up, they can figure that part out for themselves. Pageant
1: queens are all about the costume change, so I won't say what and how, but there will be something.
0: Perfect, perfect. Ugh, I'm not even more jealous. Um, okay, and then uh, do you have a piece of advice or guiding word of wisdom that has helped you in your in your journey?
1: Yeah, Um, you can't do the right things long enough and not expect results. It's impossible. Question you gotta ask yourself is what are the right things and what is long enough? Once you know that, game over. Hmm.
0: Okay, I like that, I like that. And now final question, is who is a queer change maker that inspires you?
1: Yeah, definitely Edie Windsor, Um, her winning her case, God rest her soul, um, but her winning her case in New York and what that led to eventually the entire system crumbling down for only heterosexual marriages. And now we get same-sex marriage uh, because of her struggle and what she went through and her story. And and her courage to bring it out there when it wasn't convenient to, to protest and reach out, when there was a status quo that needed to be broken. I think she inspires me and I think she's, I think her spirit of what she did is calling me today in tough times as well. So yeah, Edie.
0: Wow, thank you again. Thank you so much for sharing uh, yourself, your story, what you're doing, people who've inspired you, sharing stories about people you've inspired. Um, I think you've given a, definitely a lot to think about, a lot to not just think, but also take action. Uh, <laughs> I think, as, as I said, keeping my heart open and being more vulnerable with with the people who are closer to me. Um, those are definitely two big takeaways that I get to that muscle I get to build. Um, so thank you for thank you for this. I, I hope others who have who are listening are able to think of how they can bring some of these ideas um, to life. I'm hoping some people may be able to check out Rock Bar on the twelfth of November. From Correct 4 between four and seven thirty p.m. in New York City. Uh, to support. Um, is there is there also going to be a a uh like a QR code or something where people can donate if they can't attend? That would be yeah.
1: Um, and already actually, uh, I spoke to last year's winner of Mr. Fire Island Bear and he knew that he wouldn't be able to make it. But he right away sent a donation directly. You can just go directly to Anti-Defamation League and uh, chip in a, a few pennies, metaphorically speaking, whatever you can. Um, and that'll go a long way to, to the cause and what they need to do. Awesome, awesome.
0: Um, yeah, so thanks again for this. It's been a great conversation. Uh, And
1: if anybody wants to reach me on social media, I can also add that on. Um, It's Danny F.I. Bear on Instagram. So if you find me on Instagram, uh, follow me, reach out to me. Let me know that you listen to the podcast so I can uh, carry a conversation with you and say hello and recognize you.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks again. Uh, Thanks to the listeners. And I will see everyone next time.
1: Thank you, Justin. Thank you, everyone.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Queer Changemakers podcast. I'm your host, Justin Mezzatin, and I hope that you're able to learn from what you just heard and think of ways that you yourself can also make change in your community for the better.
1: Take care, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.